So welcome to Drills of Detail, and I'm your host, Mark Rimmon. I'm joined today by Mike Durren, who's a product manager in the analytics product group at Oracle. He's also an old friend who I've known for must be for about 10, 15 years now. Thanks, Mark, for eventually inviting me onto the podcast. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> well, we ran out of interesting guests, so, uh, so you were available. So, uh, so we, we thought, well, I thought you'd get you on, and uh, there we go. Um, so how long have I known you now? Must be about since, must be 10, uh, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, it's getting now, on for that. that. I think um, I was looking through my email archives when you invited me on the podcast to see if I had any dirt on you. Um, I think the, uh, the, and this is, I believe, going out around the time of UKOG, and I think the first time I went to UKOG in Birmingham, we actually did a co-present on some topic. Mm-hmm. I think you were presenting about the OBI, EBI server, and we were talking about integration of BI Publisher with um, with Discoverer. So, yeah, and that was 2000 and something, <laughs> small number. Blimey. And then going back, going back in the years, I mean, you, you've been, I mean, you've been at Oracle for a while now, haven't you? I mean, tell us, tell us, um, <clears throat> tell us how you got into Oracle. And what was your route into there and uh, when you joined Oracle? So I, my, my background was in computational chemistry. And what, what that means really is that one day I was, you know, building a program to rotate molecules on the screen, 3D kind of graphics. Uh, then the next day I'd be in the lab, you know, doing organic synthesis or building a, a database to store um, results. So, I, I, you know, I, I always had that kind of interest in, in computing and, uh, you know, essentially using it to solve problems. Um, and also one of the, the key things that I was kind of quite interested in was things like simulation. So I went on to do research in uh, simulating carbohydrates and essentially trying to find trends within within the data. So I spent a lot of time wondering what it would be like to be an electron um, around an oxygen atom with a magnetic field running through you. Uh, <laughs> spent three years thinking about that. So, um, so I, Oracle was a, was an attractive company to work for from that perspective because of those uh, you know similar kind of uh, topics really in terms of reporting analysis but you know i'm i'm coming straight out of university and i'm pretty green when it comes to uh you know the, the it industry and technology so um i i got accepted onto the graduate program at, at oracle and that was a long enough ago um that you would actually spend a week or more than a week sometimes going through the um, pretty much the entire product set so they, they gave you this boot camp and you'd learn all about sql you'd learn about the database and dba skills pl sql reports and forms um and then you know the challenge then as you when you come in as a graduate is to actually uh, as a graduate consultant is to actually get out onto a project so catch 22 you can't get out onto a project until you've got experience and you can't get experience until you go out onto a project so um i did uh fortunately i did a few more uh training courses in the olap uh technology and uh and also in um darwin do you remember the darwin data mining uh, tool mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking machines. exactly. Thinking machines. So yeah, so yeah. I spent a lot of time learning, and uh, I even did a C plus plus course. So you know, in my background, I'd done C programming, and th- it got to a point where I had a, a phone call from from my team leader. I happened to be on a training course, uh, playing five aside football in the evening, and I got a phone call, and it said, "Okay, we've got a, an internal project for you, and it's uh, working with uh, the the HR team in uh, Bracknell." And there's the there's a new tool that's just come out called Discoverer, and they want somebody to go along and build a system for them using this this new tool. And and since that day, really, as a consultant, I didn't have one day on on the bench. Uh, so so that was, I guess, my my route into Oracle, and you, you know the my first experiences really of working with that Discoverer product. Okay. Okay. So you told me once, I think it was over a beer at an event, that actually the reason you ended up at Oracle, I'm not sure if you, you were joking at the time, was you actually mistook him for the name of that Teletext <laughs> company. In, uh, in, I'm not sure whether you were kind of winding me up at the time, but what was the story there? Yeah, no, I absolutely was winding you up. Um, I, think, <laughs> I, think the, I think the joke really is that, you know, back then when you said that you worked at Oracle, um, people did think mm-hmm. that you worked for a teletext company and that you were typing the news that they saw on their TV <laughs> if they pressed the red button or something. 
Yeah, exactly. And or, or maybe the Oracle shopping center in, in Reading. Well, that as well. And just to make it worse, it's in well. Reading, which is where the Oracle yeah. uh, UK headquarters is. Exactly. Exactly. So, so my reason I asked you to come on the show was to talk about um, Oracle Data Visualization Desktop and the and very release, very recent version four release. Um, and we're going to spend most of the time talking about that. But you, you know, you talked about Discoverer there, and I think there's there's kind of parallels between Discoverer and, and DVD, and that they are desktop tools and and they're kind of uh, you know for analytics and so on. But well, what so Discoverer was you know, fondly remembered, wasn't it, by people, and it was certainly innovative in certain ways. I mean, what what were some of the things that you were kind of involved in there, and and what were the things you think were good about Discoverer that were maybe perennial good features and things that that are still relevant now? Really? So, Discoverer was a great way for me coming into Oracle as a like I say as a graduate, and it was a great way of getting to know a system as well as building up skills talking to end users to try and understand what they wanted to get out of their of their data so you know I, I don't obviously i don't need to tell you about being a consultant um however one of the the key things that i think is uh, you know a key skill about being a consultant really is being able to translate an end user requirement into a technical um you, you know implementation um, and I'm, I don't know whether you had this experience as well, but it was around the time when um, Discoverer, you know, somebody would buy Discoverer and you'd go in for a few days to um, tell them how to use it, really. And, you know, a short couple of days engagement. And they would they would give you a, a line uh, report, you know, those where you had alternating green and white lines printed out in a dot matrix and say, can you do this, please, in Discoverer? <laughs> and you'd actually sort of sort of explain to them, well, you know, it's actually you can do a lot more with Discoverer and you can actually interact with the data, you can drill and you can pivot. Um, and, you know, in terms of some of the innovations that Discoverer brought to that uh, product set and that type of capability, uh, were, were under the covers. So it was about SQL generation. It was about generating the SQL so that it was effective. It was about being able to create um, summaries where you could then speed up the, the response time for the end users. And then when they built a query, it would redirect to the summary so it would come back a lot quicker. Um, it was about being able to predict the, the, the time that a query would take so that the end user would know whether to go off and get a cup of coffee or whether they would be able to set, um, uh, you know, be able to say to the system, okay, if this query is going to take over, you know, a certain amount of time, then I'd like to schedule it and run it overnight. So those kind of innovations, I guess, in some ways were, were brought to the product. Um, and it was around the same time that analytic functions just started coming into the Oracle database. And one of the areas that I worked on, which was quite enjoyable, really, was building the the sample workbook uh, from a video stores um, around, you know, how to just basically just a, a number of examples for using the analytic functions for creating top end, bottom type, bottom end type reports, uh, moving averages, you know, those sorts of analytic capabilities, which before the analytic functions were quite tricky to do within SQL. But then when when the analytic functions came into uh, the Oracle database, we, you know, very quickly embedded those into Discoverer so that end users could then use that power to, uh, well, you know, to, to get insight into their data, which is kind of, you know, what what we've been doing ever since. Okay. Okay. So, so you went. So you worked in consulting first of all, and then you made the move into into product management. I mean, it's that's actually been something I've been doing recently. I've I've gone from consulting into being a PM and. and uh, what's interesting is is uh, with the product was that then useful for going into product management? Yeah, you know, what did you bring to it? Do you think that, that you wouldn't have had if you'd gone straight into that, say from into that PM role straight from uh, straight from external, for example? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know, there's always been a debate really about what is the the best background to have when you move into product management. Um, and some people think that pre-sales is is a good testing ground for product managers. Um, and, you know, there's others that equally will say uh, consulting. And, you know, I think from from my perspective, coming into product management from consulting, you're coming with a, a really good understanding of what the customer is looking for out of the product. And I, I was probably one of the, the initial consultants, if you like, for Discoverer. And I spent about four years. Um, I also worked with uh, Sales Analyzer, 
you know the the OLAP tools from from Express, um, as well as some ETL tools to, you know, build up all kind of you know various aspects of the system. Um, but I guess being one of those kind of initial people working on Discover, you kind of get a bit of a, an attachment to the to the tool. And I was literally working on a project at some point, and one of my colleagues said, "Hey, did you know that there's a job going uh, for a Discover product manager in Bristol?" Uh, I was sort of living in Guildford at the time. Um, you know, I had no real intention of moving down towards Bristol. Uh, but it, it just felt like one of those sort of destiny jobs, really, that come along when you think, oh, I, I, need, to, I need to go for that. Um, and, in, you know, fortunately, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got offered the job and moved to Bristol in, I think it was the year 2000. So at the turn of the century, I moved to Bristol yeah. and started working in product management. Blimey. Yeah, interesting. So, so, so obviously, Discoverer was, was was the product then, and you were the PM for it. And then a few years later, you that actually, I think you sent me an email. You tipped me off and said, you know, with the recent acquisition of Siebel, um, there's a product called Siebel Analytics. I think you said to me, check out that product because I think it's going to be quite important. Um, and 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 at the time, I remember writing the blog post about it at the time and thinking, this is interesting. This is quite different to Discoverer. Um, you know, it's a, it's 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 obviously a different tech stack, and it's from Siebel. Um, but you know, it came along and it became adopted uh, as Oracle's, uh, I suppose, new strategic BI Enterprise Edition. I mean, how how did that how did that go down? Not how did it go down, but what were your thoughts at the time that happened, and 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 how how was that technology and team and, and thinking absorbed into the, into what was now Oracle BI? Uh, well, yeah, that's a, a I guess a, a whole kind of podcast in itself. Um, so essentially, we were working on the next generation of Oracle's analytics tools at the time. Um, in fact, I was working with one of your previous guests, JP, on the administration side, so the metadata building outside. Uh, so anyway, so the acquisition happened, and you know, as as you said, um, the Siebel Analytics tool, uh, you know, started becoming uh, more more prominent within our product offering. And what what was interesting, and the, you know, one of the reasons why that was the case is the, so you know, Discoverer was like a, a client server type architecture. It made direct connections to the database. Um, Siebel Analytics was sort of an end tier architecture. It was built for the internet um, kind of, you know, internet world that we were we were starting to be in at that point in time. Uh, so the architecture kind of really mimicked what we were already building out. So they already had a product that was pre-built so it made a lot of sense to you know move behind that product and you know I think what's interesting really just to cut a long story short is that a lot of the capabilities that we were building out in uh, it's called Project Armstrong you may remember that name mm, being yeah, used yeah. so that a lot of that ended up being put into OBIE 11G eventually anyway so you know none of the work was necessarily wasted it just kind of got re repackaged in some respects to, to OBIEE mm. and then you had a bunch of civil people come in to be to be the new PMs and and, and this sort of thing and uh, one of them actually Paul Rodwick is is actually my manager now where I'm working he actually left Oracle and is now working I guess into there but it's what was it like again what was the what was the culture difference like and and what was the I suppose that process must have been interesting about kind of you know I suppose merging the cultures and merging the technology and, and bringing things forward and so yeah on. well you know as you say you know it's a the great bunch of people that, that came in from from Siebel yeah. um, a number of those people are are still around as as you say you know I worked for Paul for for mm. a number of years in his team um, yeah you know and, and a lot of them are now you know good friends so yeah um, yeah it's been interesting times wasn't it I mean so it, so an Oracle BI Enterprise Edition what that became I mean we're going to talk about data visualization desktop now but it is 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 the kind of full scale Oracle BI? Is that still developed? Is it still going on? Is it still a product that you got? Oh, for absolutely. At the moment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, what we the on premise is version or on prem uh, of of OBIEE is uh, yeah, absolutely mm -hmm. still still out there. You know, we've still got a large customer base um, who use yeah. that. We have. Hope so. 
a 12213. So. <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> my, yes. My book's yes, out there. Yes, how could I forget? <laughs> um, yeah, I spent f- five years of my life writing that book. I think there were I think there were uh, about three releases during the actual <laughs> period of, uh, of, of of that writing that book. And uh, I remember I remember re- rewriting the section on metadata development about three times um, as you changed the. Uh, what was it called? The thing about the uh, when you uh, have multiple multiple yep. users, multiple that changed about three times in the five years I wrote it. But good <laughs> memories, you know, good times. Well, um, but we're going to talk about data viz desktop now in 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 this talk yep. because I'm conscious that kind of you know this is this is where the well to me it's where the action's happening. Absolutely. Really. So so tell us, let's just set the scene first of all. What is Oracle Data Visualization Desktop, and you know, where did it come from? And and um, I suppose. Um, what's the purpose of it? And we'll get into the kind of positioning and all that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, so what is it first you know, as, as a product manager, you, you know that products are really dependent on, you know, what is the market needs at that, at that point in time. So let's talk about the market and the market context around, you know, the, the requirement that has led to this type of analytic tool. So, you know, uh, as we've all seen, the, the the companies and the startups that are successful, so, you know, Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, you know, they're, they're all data driven. Um, so basically disruption within a marketplace is, you know, driven by being able to get very quick and timely insights from, from, from your data. Um, and also use that to, you know, for marketing purposes as well. So, you know, there's a, a an example that I've seen from Spotify where they've used their their understanding of how their customers listen to music for 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 an advertising campaign where they had a big billboard that said to the user who played sorry 42 times on valentine's day what did you do (laughs) so you know there's loads of stories out there about how customers how these kind of disruptive companies are able to really make a competitive advantage out of their data so that's essentially the, the the market context that that we're in, and we we've got a product offering that we call Oracle Analytics Cloud, OAC, and you know that really provides the the full stack of analytic capabilities through uh, data preparation, um, data visualization, through to data storytelling. So as the name suggests, it's you know a cloud-based product. Um, customers can go to our, our website. They can sign up for a trial. Uh, they can test it out. It's got you know a lot of capabilities for connecting to you know almost 50 data sources. I think at the last count, and uh, you know I believe we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the the more you know the new capabilities that have come within that product. But the the, the desktop edition, which was released about two weeks ago, I believe, um, of OAC effectively DV data visualization version four um, that introduced uh, quite a lot of new changes to the product. So the first data visualization product, uh, in particular the desktop version, was released probably about eighteen months ago. And you know the the user base that we're looking to um, satisfy there are people who are looking to do some agile analytics. Uh, they're looking to to build some visual analytic capabilities out from their data. Um, they they may want to be uh, you know doing these types of analyses offline. So being able to download a tool to your desktop gives you that capability. It also gives you uh, an element of you know container privacy. You're doing it simply on your desktop, but also at the same time it's kind of fully integrated with you know the the, the main kind of product stack. You can share projects with colleagues you can you know upload them to to the cloud if if needed so that's kind of essentially where the where the context is around the product and you know the market background so the the need for an agile analytics tool which allows you to report against data coming out of an enterprise system and in addition mash up data from other data sources or from files that you've got on your desktop Okay, so so is this? I mean, if you imagine, remember the days of when I was doing OBI consulting, and the typical OBI user was a corporate user who was typically, I suppose, consuming reports. 
that would be uh, built maybe using your BI apps or, or, or you know, and, um, I suppose corporate, maybe kind of finance or, or, or kind of uh, ERP type sort of user base. Does, do, you, do you see data visualization desktop as being a different category of user? Is it a new type of user that is new to the product? Or, or is it the same ones using, you know, who is the user persona? And are they net new or are they existing ones? Yeah, it's a good question. It's probably a bit of both. Um, so you're going to have customers who, as you say, they're going to be maybe taking data from a dashboard. And, you know, dashboards are not going away anytime soon. Um, but the, the the ability to be able to take what they're learning from the dashboard and maybe integrate that with some data that, uh, you know, obviously we live in a cloud world these days and people have got other systems that they may have subscribed to at a you know line of business level and they've got data that they're running their business in but it's coming from a cloud system yet they've got this corporate system and they want to bring the two sources of data together so that's kind of where OAC really shines in making it easy for that type of user to bring data in and then do data preparation on their desktop they don't need to wait to for uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a process that they need would need to go through to actually officially bring online a, a, a data source. So that's kind of where the market has has gone. So that's where we are offering the you know these sorts of products. Uh, default tool of this category that people would use would be something like Tableau. Or why would they use DVD rather than Tableau? So we. Or, 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 or another tool of that category. You know, not particularly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we we got a couple of advantages in the sense that you know we we believe we're easier to use so in terms of actually performing an operation there are less clicks to to achieve the same sort of result and if you're reporting against data from for example like fusion applications or some other oracle SaaS type system then we have uh you know we, we can build native connectors to those types of systems so you know, there's a couple of kind of reasons why we would go with um, OAC in those scenarios. Okay, so so the other thing that's interesting, um, it's two, I think it's two particular things that are interesting to me with, with, with DVD is, first of all, the amount of kind of, I suppose, effort and innovation and, and iterations of the product, during the rate at which the older kind of more uh, OBI, you know, the updates to that were kind of fairly kind of big deals and once every kind of like couple of years or whatever, you know, there's been releases of DVD uh, very frequently recently. And the amount of, I suppose, new features coming along has, has been very interesting. Um, but also the fact it is so open compared to other kind of, to other data sources. And looking at it, the other day I was going through using it myself and you've got support for Redshift, you've got support for Google Analytics. I suppose uh, that the Oracle's philosophy, or is it not? I don't know, in, in terms of data sources. So funny enough, we were chatting about Discoverer earlier on. The the original versions of Discoverer actually had uh, an element of ODBC connectivity. Um, and then there was a period, as you say, where we focused just on, on the Oracle database as a data source. And that was a long, long time ago now. Um, certainly since probably about 10, 10 years or more, you know, we've, we've actually been open to other data sources. But, you know, those types, those data sources that... that you you would you would really need to support have actually increased massively over the last sort of five years. So that's why we now support you know as I say nearly fifty data sources within DV Desktop and and OAC. Um, and again, you know th these other cloud providers, you know we we we're not going to say well you know we're not going to let you get data out of there. We fully want you to get data out of there, and we'd like you to do it using our tool. So that's essentially where 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 we are there so so i mean i, I connected it to bigquery the other day actually so using the the, J, the odbc drivers you can download from google yeah. sites i installed those on the desktop and then dvd connected to that and and i'm running against uh, against bigquery cool. there which is which is kind of great and and that's good so is there in terms of the architecture of dvd is there like a, is it straight sql access to these sources or do you have like a an intermediate kind of cache layer or something how does that kind of work yeah so um, you've got a bit of both, really. So you can actually, you know, pass down um, queries to the database, which are then cached, or you can actually keep the connection alive. So start, you know, keep the keep the data can bring it back. So there's basically a couple of options in there for tuning the uh, the performance side of things. 
Okay, okay. So let, let's talk about um, just before we get into the new features in, in version four. So, in terms of the packaging and so on of this, I mean, you mentioned OAC, you mentioned there's also DV Cloud Server. That by DVD on its own, or do they get it as part of a kind of like a, a stack or part of a kind of subscription? How does it work, packaging? So, simplest way is if you uh, subscribe to OAC or a Cloud Cloud, then you'll be able to get access to you know the data visualization desktop version. If you're an existing customer, so for example, if you're using OBIEE on premise, then uh, you would buy the data visualization option. Um, and any kind of licensing questions, I generally refer you to your Oracle contact because everyone's okay. got a different sort of situation in terms of licensing, and you know they'll be able to talk to you about the options that, that you have. Okay, so so basically, it's one of the various options, delivery mechanisms you can use if you have the kind of Oracle Analytics stack, really. You know, whether you choose to do it on on the desktop or in the cloud or whatever, it's part of the same thing. So it's whatever is the, I suppose, the delivery mechanism most appropriate for you, really. Yeah, and you know what I'd suggest is if you know you're listening to this podcast and you're not you know aware that Oracle even had this type of desktop tool, go along to. OTN, the Oracle Technology Network, you know, do a Google search, OTN, Oracle DVD, and then you'll find the, the download page where you can download Oracle DV Desktop um, version 4 that we're talking about for Mac or for Windows and install it and, you know, just play around with it. Start getting to, getting to know how it works. Okay. Okay. So let's get on to some of the new features then. So I, I was, you know, surprised at how much has changed in this in this version four. And and there's a few things in. There's a whole different, I suppose, kind of not different UI, but certainly there's a lot of work gone into the basic user interface. Um, and then we've got data flows. We've got the explain feature. But just give us give us a bit of an overview of what's happened in terms of the UI and the general, I suppose, uh, you know things like search and so on in there. What's, how has it changed in, the, in this release? What's new? Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it is a massive uh, release in terms of a number of you know new features coming in, such as machine learning, which I think we'll talk about in a moment, and data preparations through data flow. Um, but you know, from a, an end user perspective, what we've tried to do is to make it really easy to learn how to use the product. So we've got a, a new homepage so when you fire up the you know OAC or DVD, you're immediately presented with, you know, hey, this is how you start using Oracle Analytics Cloud, and you've got links to tutorials. You've got you can watch a, a video overview as to how the product works, and then the the new homepage actually will adapt to how you use the product. So you know. You're, you've got your kind of initial view, which is going to provide things like, you know, you can use the sample data set. This is how you connect to your date, your own data sources. This is how you kind of import files. But then, you know, over time, it will adapt to how you use the product. So, you know, maybe uh, projects that you use, you know, a lot will start to, you know, appear at the top. So it's all about intelligently presenting the end user with what they need to know and you know we've taken some of the experiences that we have from our mobile products uh, that's called day by day which you know has a what we call a smart feed and that smart feed will learn about how you as a user of day by day use the analytics you know whether you're using the analytics uh, you know, when you've spoken or are speaking to a particular contact that's called you or whether you want to see a certain uh, report or analysis when you're in a certain location. So, it, you know, it kind of learns about the end user, really. And, you know, this term adaptive is uh, quite, quite, you know, it's all over the place these days in terms of the application of um, machine intelligence to the end user experience and how to make it tailored to that particular end user. So there's been a lot of improvements around uh, those capabilities and you know the initial user experience for uh, Oracle DV. Uh, in addition to uh, kind of a you know a, a refresh really of the UI in terms of the color schemes that are used uh, and and you know how the workflow through the tool goes from preparation through to you know, visualization through to presentation. 
Okay, so so the, one of the, so there's been a bunch of new features in in DV that that came along since I I suppose in a way finished consulting around Oracle, and I think the first one was data flows. So you, so DV has got a basic data wrangling, data preparation for feature in there. Tell us about that and 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 how it works and and why you put it in there. Yeah, so. Um, the the data preparation is very very powerful from from an end user perspective. So, uh, as you say, it's it's evolved quite a lot since um, you probably used the tool, which I think was probably at Open World last year. Right? I remember talking to you about the the data storytelling aspects, um, and so you know in terms of the the target user. So, I remember uh, being at a conference with a colleague. Uh, this colleague worked on the business side, um, just happened to be sitting down at breakfast. And, you know, he started telling me how great the, the the data preparation capability was. So, you know, he had previously had to jump through hoops to be able to bring data in that he had maybe on a kind of budgeting spreadsheet and incorporate that with, you know, data from corporate warehouse. He could then do it, do it himself. He could start to build in the logic to join those two data sets together and build up a stepwise sequence for putting it ultimately the, the, the data set that he required to do his job. So that is really what data flows are about, is being able to give the end user the power to do what they need to get the data they need to, to do their job. And in this latest version of uh, the data flow, data preparation capability, we have you know, added a whole bunch of capabilities for um, you know, you, we've always been able to do basic operations like join data sets, filter data sets. Um, as you know, as you're aware, you, you typically data is not going to be um, perfectly joinable on the first cut. So the ability to to edit and transform columns so that they are able to be joined, um, being able to filter the data. Uh, we've in this new version, we have the ability to create an S-Base cube. So if you're using our, our OLAP engine, uh, you would be able to connect to an S-Base server and create a cube from your data flow. Um, and you know what's kind of also quite exciting from an analytic perspective is the ability to add uh, groups or bins in an interactive way through the data flows and you know do that within context of this data preparation step. Um, and then, and I suspect we may be talking a bit more about the machine learning capabilities, the, the data flow capability also gives you the ability to interact now with any machine learning models that you have. So you can run through a, a, a training phase for that model with data flows, and then output that model as a trained model, which you can then apply back to um, a data set that you'd actually like to apply that model to, so that you can do any predictions or, um, you know, uh, forecasting on that unknown data set, if you like. So extremely powerful capability um, in, in its own right, really, in, in DV4. So how does that work? There's an Oracle database behind it. So what, what's the engine that you use to do this transformation and, and, and data wrangling and so on? So, yeah, so in, in DV4, we've essentially got two options. So when you install, um, let's, when we're talking about the desktop product that's kind of available today, so when you install that on your laptop, um, there's two other components that you can install. The first one is a distribution of R. And that's something that we've had, you know, pretty much ever since Oracle DV has been available. And then what we're introducing uh, with this version is also a distribution of Python. Uh, it's called uh, DVML, Data Visualization Machine Learning. So that engine will then work in conjunction with the, the DV desktop product to provide those machine learning models and capabilities. Okay. Okay. So, um, so where, where do you? I mean, I guess a, a question that someone like Kent Graziano or someone or even Stuart might answer ask is an ETL tool and data wrangling. You know, what, if a customer says to you, um, you know, how far shall I go with this? What do I no longer need an ETL tool? What, what would your advice be around that? And I suppose that applies to data wrangling in general, really. Well, it's a typical consulting answer, isn't it? It kind of it's it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, would you do data? Would you do data cleansing in that, for example? Would you? How far would you go with that, really? Yeah, it's it's it is a really good question, and I think the I guess the time scale of a data set is possibly 
becoming smaller for its validity. So whereas, you know, we've all worked on ETL processes that maybe run, you know, once a night, you know, the, the, the frequency of those updates has become more and more until we're actually talking about streaming data sets. Um, the data flow capabilities are something that you can build up and, you know, that you can use them to build up quite a sophisticated transformation and it could just be used for a given project. It could be used regularly. So, you know, literally it really depends on what you're looking to do. And I think the, the key thing is, is that you've got that toolbox to be able to do that yeah. now. And that's probably where... I guess it's a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's when, I guess it's also when it's a personal bit of transformation. I think that certainly my, my, you know, one of the things that struck me working in the more kind of startup -y kind of world now is you never see an ETL tool. Um, you may well see ETL processes that are written using kind of Python or, or whatever, or Apache Airflow or whatever, but you never see an ETL tool. And people don't go to transformation and the data sources is, is not, does not justify some of that kind of work going on. But I think certainly these data wrangling tools, they solve that problem of, you know, you've got some analysis to do for yourself. Yeah, inevitably, the data needs to be kind of manipulated and, and, and whatever. It, that, that's, that's the scope, I think, really, isn't it? And you, you could almost put as many features in as you want to, because actually what it's all about is it's, it's, it's about doing it for one person, really, to solve the needs of one report, as opposed to being an enterprise thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the the workers, you know, of the sort of current time period are potentially more technically um, capable or, you know, happier doing these types of data transformations to to get mm. something that they mm. really need to, to get the, the sort of answers that they're looking for. Yeah, so, so okay, the, the other kind of, I suppose, headline feature of, of this release is the, is the machine learning support, and, and you've touched a bit on it so far. But the thing that's probably the reason that I, I, I kind of contacted you, apart from the fact we had another guest on uh, to come on at the moment, but I wasn't <laughs> joking, um, was, was the fact it, it kind of, it, you, you're able to use this explain feature and you can get it to kind of to, to, to say, you know, to explain the data within a data set, but particularly sort of segments. And, and segments are things that I work with a lot at the moment in the, in the world I'm working in, where you've got, you, you've got segments of, of, of potential kind of customers and so on, cohorts and so on there. And it's quite a bit, but DV seems to have this ability to explain and, and look at segments within data. Tell us about that and what it is and, and uh, again, why it was introduced and, and we'll talk about how it's done in a moment. Yeah, I mean, it's a really exciting feature. You know, as somebody who uh, obviously works in, in the space, we're, we're all getting up to speed on uh, machine learning. And, you know, we're all thinking, okay, we need to start using R. We start need to start learning Python. And, you know, I'm sure you've installed Python onto your machine, onto your laptop. And, you know, while it's easy to download it, typically when you get it up and running, you may need to download some other packages to support it. So one 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 of the things that we're trying to do is actually make it very easy for our users to actually start using the power of machine learning without really worrying about how they install Python on their, on their machine and starting to, you know, have to worry about maybe writing Python scripts themselves. Um, so what, what explain is really giving you is this kind of almost diagnostic capability to actually take a data set and run, uh, you know, right mouse click, explain, um, this particular attribute, uh, you know, for example, you know, will my customer, you know, churn to a, to a competitor, uh, based on the, the information that I've got for that particular a competitor you know give me some information you know okay so start with what are the basic facts that that data is showing me uh, and then what are the key drivers around those basic facts and then as you talk about you know segments but then anomalies as well i know are there any outliers within that data set so you know what, what that's then giving the end user is uh, first of all an understanding at a basic level of of what the the relationships are within their data set really quickly without them having to actually you know create any visualizations themselves the tool is doing it for you and then you can use those as a starting point for further analysis so any of the you know the the, the charts and descriptions that 
explain will automatically generate for you you can then bring into a project and then use that as a, as a starting point uh, and you know, where this is going really is the ability for the analytic tool to actually do all the legwork that's needed when doing an analysis of the basic data set and then the end user is presented with um, you know, here's a summary of the data. These are the key drivers, and you know the, the the things that we found that can, you know, are correlated between the data sets. And presenting that within a, a sort of a natural language way as well, and then allowing the end user very quickly to actually determine what you know action to take on that data. So, what one of our kind of key drivers really is to be able to allow users to take data-driven actions uh, through this sort of notion of smart analytics for all the users community. So for analysts who are going to be very familiar with you know, going in and doing these kind of uh, deep analysis on the data through to uh, the business users, who, you know, then their predominant UI could be a mobile device. They could be traveling a lot. So they could use day by day to you know start getting these smart analytics right through to developers who can start to build their own visualizations tailored to their own needs which can then be tightly integrated into the product and it will become essentially a first class object like the other data visualization uh, options that we have but they can build it themselves okay Okay, so 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 the young part in it was, I think it was like using a linear regression or something to to, to say this the correlation between this this measure or this attribute and another one is 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 strong or, or not, and I think that's that <clears throat> I suppose that's useful for kind of feature selection and, and and so on there. But I mean, again, yeah, who who do you see? Do you see this being something that the average user will will kind of use, or is this going to be a data scientist tool? I mean, what what's your what's your I suppose what's your intention or objective about how universal this will be? You know, be I would absolutely hope that um, you know this would be available for all users to use and. I, I can certainly see it being appealing to anybody who's got a question of their data, uh, you know, being able to start getting some insight into, well, you know, what's the data telling you? And, you know, out of that data, which are the important parameters? It has got to be valuable to, to anybody, really. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing, I remember when I when Web BI a couple of years ago, and it was a pretty kind of hardcore sort of feature to use and to to make use of, and it struck me how much how how sort of I suppose consumerized it's been in in this this release I've just seen now. Uh, yeah, a lot more. You, know, you point, you just right click on the data set, you say explain, it comes up with this kind. Yeah, you know, it, it's very much um, a consumer level. It, it explains it in a way that's easy to understand, but you can see that there's some insight that's been gained there. So you know, it, it struck me as that was to me was the as you might say tentpole feature before. Um, so you know, well done for that. Really, that was really good. And also, in addition to that, you know, for those uh, users out there who who are the data scientists and may have a library of you know, Python scripts or R scripts that they already know and they trust or they've tweaked to their own uses. What what this release gives them is the ability to actually import those into the tool. And, it, you know, it provides a way for them to, um, you know, integrate those scripts with the visualization capabilities that we offer within the data visualization product. So there's like a whole raft of, you know, visual um, options you know, from basic bar charts through to things like chord diagrams, Sankey diagrams, all those kind of, uh, you know, innovative type ways of visualizing data are now available to very easily be integrated with any existing, you know, ML type scripts that, that you may have. So, um, so one that I've been playing around with this kind of idea of using machine learning and using, I suppose, um, automated insights um, with a BI tool, with stuff that I'm doing with, with Looker, and and one of the things I keep hearing from from customers with this is is um, things need to be actionable. Uh, and I remember there was something that you guys brought in with OBI, which was um, action links and the action framework. Is, is that a top? And I suppose this, how do you solve this actionability thing with 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 kind of BI? Yeah, is, is that something that's still a question that you guys are trying to sort out or, or think about? Mm, oh, absolutely. No, I mean, as I said, you know, our sort of strategy really is to enable data driven actions through um, these sort of smart analytics and. 
um, coincidentally, in this version of DV, we have started to incorporate now some action uh, links within the product. So what you have now is the ability to uh, create a navigation to a URL action, um, as well as you know navigate between canvases within a product. So that has already started to be incorporated in, into the product. Um, so, Mike, so again, the reason I wanted to get you on the show this week uh, was we've got the UKOG uh, conference coming up soon. And that's something that I I think we said at the start, that's how I probably got to know you first of all. And you and I have both been, you know, speakers, I think, every year at that conference for, for, for um, a long time. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, since the time I've known you really. Yeah. So just to, just for anybody who doesn't know about the UKOG conference, you know, tell us what it is you typically speak about there and, and I guess why oracle feel it's an event that's worth supporting yeah absolutely so you know we would not be product managers if we didn't have customers our customers not for not for yeah, not exactly for our customers are our users <laughs> so mm. you know one of the key aspects i think to being a product manager is really getting to know your users and you know what better way of of doing that than going to uh, a, a conference or a user group uh, meeting or a special interest group meeting. So, um, you know, the, the UK Oracle user group have their annual conference uh, in sort of end of November, December timeframe. Um, you know, it's almost become like the start of Christmas because uh, it's typically held in Birmingham now. And uh, they, they have the, the Christmas market there that you walk through from the station over to um you know the 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 conference center uh, in in town, so yeah, it's kind of synonymous for Christmas. But you know, on a more serious note, it's a it's a great way a for us to to meet end users, talk to them in a kind of relaxed sort of atmosphere, really, about how they're using the product. It's a it's a great way for us to present to our end users. You know, what are the new features? in the product and you know uh, in in some cases have you know how to type sessions um you know the, the usual kind of cliche best practices etc but you know people want to know how to use the product really and you know what they want to learn from other users as well so it's not just listening to oracle it's also listening to their you know their peers in terms of other customers what have they done in terms of their system how can they learn from those and sharing ideas around that so it's just a, an excellent sort of opportunity really to, to 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 network with the people who buy your product and you know learn from them really as to what they think is good and okay. what they think could be improved so what are you presenting on this year what, what's your to what's your presentation topics uh so i'll be talking about oac um and also the uh, the latest capabilities that we've just been talking about in, in Oracle DV. Um, in addition, we've got John Haggerty, who's one of our VPs of product management coming over to to deliver the, the BI community keynote. And I believe you're doing a session as well, Mark. I think I am, yeah. I'm doing a session on, interesting, I'm, I'm doing a session on, I suppose, analytics outside of the traditional oracle world so yeah, i've been you know spending a bit of time looking at i suppose the startup world using tools other than oracle tools um and 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 what i suppose what um what what these disruptive companies are doing with analytics and 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 I suppose kind of the things we're doing with data now and so on. So, but tying it back actually to as well. So it's a bit of a kind of it's a bit of a kind of a, I suppose a bit of a, a a tour around some of the things going on outside of the the world we normally work in, but how it's going to come back and relate to things we're doing now, really. So, um, so yeah, I'm doing. I think it's on Tuesday. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of the analytics so, sessions. Uh, yeah. um, that, that we're doing as and as you say, you're doing your session on the Tuesday as well. Tuesday the fifth of December. Excellent. So, so you know, you've been going for this for many years. What, what's your what's your favourite memory of uh, or speaking in, in the past? <laughs> well, you know, apart from co-presenting with you, Mark, um, I, I think uh, <laughs> you know it's always good to uh, you know present at any conference really and sort of meet your your yeah. end users. And as, as I say, it's always a good kind of atmosphere, and especially with UKOG because it's you know it's it's, it's around Christmas and it's almost like the start of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And actually, we were talking before we did the session, we were talking about actually when you presented to the first ever, I think it was the first ever outing of OBI 11G. Tell us about that and the uh, the, the kind of the fact that you had the had the audience in your, in your, <laughs> your hand, hand yeah. at that point, didn't you? <laughs> 
so that yeah. was the uh, yeah, as you say, I think it was probably the first BI forum, right? Because it was in the was it the Grand Hotel in Brighton? Mm-hmm. We had this room, no, Metropod, We had this Metropod. room at the top, and um, I think I was on at stupid o'clock in the morning, quite early. <laughs> Thanks to that, yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, so yes. OBI LMG yes. was long awaited, <laughs> and I had an early build of that, uh, which had uh, so, so like the, um, the the charts that kind of popped up on the screen, and so a lot of the new capabilities. And I sort of very well, mm. very vividly remember starting to do the demo, and everyone just kind of like almost jumping mm. on me and saying, "Okay, cancel the rest of the sessions. Just mm. show us this all day." So yeah, that's mm. certainly something that sticks in my mind. Yeah. I think I think being a PM, if the if the, if the audience be a good good sign, isn't it really? So uh, absolutely, that was, absolutely, uh, yeah, that was good. That's brilliant. So so just to kind of round off, then, how would people get hold of uh, DV Desktop? How do people find out about OAC? You know, what, what's the what's the resources that are available and and trials and that yeah, sort oh, of thing? great question. So yeah, so if you, if you want to get a trial on the cloud, go to cloud.oracle.com. And look for uh, the um, the, the uh, platform as service PaaS. Under there, you'll find the the analytics. You can sign up for a for a trial on the cloud, or if you go to uh, Oracle Technology Network, if you Google OTN Oracle DVD Oracle Data Visualization Desktop, you'll then go to the the download site where you can just download um, DVD for Mac or Windows and uh, install it on, on your laptop, get up and running. Um, the, we've also got a great uh, YouTube site. So if you search for Oracle Analytics, there's a load of kind of demo videos. They're you know quite short as well. So they're in the kind of time period of a few minutes where they will give you an overview of you know how to use a feature, um, you know what the benefits of that feature are, especially with some of the kind of machine learning um, new features that we have. <clears throat> there, I think you were saying that you saw, you watched the the overview of the the new features of of DBD. And uh, yeah, I mean it's a really great summary. In addition, um, we also have a number of plugins uh, for the 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 data visualization product. So uh, you can extend the product with uh, new new visualization types. Um, we have a number of examples of. You know how you can create custom visuals. So, for example, uh, you know we've got built-in kind of like geo capabilities and mapping, but you can also create a custom map layer. So, for example, we have a, an example of a stadium, and you know an example of how you can you know analyze attendees at a gig or a, you know a football game or something. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of capabilities on there, and I can you know provide the links that you can put in the show notes. Excellent. Well, look, Mark, it's been brilliant having you on the show, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in 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 uh, Birmingham in a few weeks' time. Um, and say, I mean, it's been it's it's been uh, very interesting to see, or very in you know, gratifying to see, I suppose, how much the product has come on in the last couple of years. It was good anyway when it first came out, and seeing the stuff in there now, I was blown away actually by by how much has changed yeah. and how much new stuff there is there, and how much of I suppose how much of a kind of complete tool it is now really. Um, for for having you on the show, um, thank you very much, and uh, and take care. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. 